0: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 379 of Video Games Hot Dog, a Harmony Joy bus ride about video games on the internet. Yay. The best kind of Two. bus ride. Jim, you're coming to us from a remote location. Describe it.
1: Uh, so this is my lab where I do all my important work. Uh, if I described the lab, you might know something about my work which I can't talk about.
2: Ooh. Okay. Does, do you have an eyewash station?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it also doubles as a garbage can.
2: Okay, do you have a fume hood?
1: I don't know what that is, but probably.
2: It, you know, it's a thing that fumes go into.
1: Oh, so my mouth.
2: <laughs> wow,
0: okay. Uh, sure. Huh. Jim, what do you think fumes are?
1: <laughs> it's it, it's like a tasty beverage, right? It's like you <laughs> you pour it over ice and...
0: Uh, I believe you're confusing fumes with zima.
1: Okay, all right. Is that the Have you ever worked in a real lab? Uh, I'm working in one right now. I'm. I'm This podcast is technically work.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say it's technically science.
1: Okay, that's that's true too.
3: Have you You ever pipetted something?
1: I think I must have in high school. You don't remember what you
0: pipetted though.
1: I I mean, who remembers anything from high school?
0: I remember a lot of things from high school.
1: Do you remember what you pipetted?
0: Uh, No. I do have one anecdote from a lab, though, uh, where we were making, um, like, we were gluing tissue paper into, like, balloon shapes so that we could then put, like, a candle underneath. This was in the... Uh, Arts and remedial grads, science. science class that I got placed into because I had gotten a C in biology okay. my freshman year and my guidance counselor was uh, not didn't really listen to anything except the data which <laughs> whatever anyway uh, and my uh, my my lab partner was this just kind of stone dude whose dad owned a laundromat and uh, he just sat there cutting little clouds out of paper and he said do you have this whole balloon thing under control and I said yeah and he's like all right. I'll just sit here and keep making fluffy white
1: clouds. Sounds like a cool guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was a cool guy. I'm suddenly believe that I've told this story on the podcast before. I hey, al- listeners, if you've heard this story before,
1: I also have a chemistry lab story I've probably told in this podcast before.
0: Let's have it. Let's let's have it. Let's heave it.
1: <laughs> uh, this was a story of when I was I was sitting in class and kind of zoning out and not thinking about anything, and some part of me. Willed my hands to like unfold a paperclip and stick it into a wall socket.
3: You did, you have told this story. Yeah,
1: before. good, yes. This the part it caused, like,
0: it caused the, memory loss. <laughs>
1: the part of me, well, there was no memory loss. I just was like, I, I have no well, idea why the meantime, I did this.
0: Kevin means, you know, you...
1: yeah. Oh, right. I forgot all the paper heading I did earlier.
3: Uh, <laughs> In high school, in our biology class, we were dissecting fetal pigs, and one of the guys uh, removed his fetal pig's heart and then went around to all the other people in the class asking if they would be his Valentine. Aww, huh. did
0: it well, work? Did he, he did hit, not. Did he get any takers? He did not. Never.
3: I went to, no. all, all ma- I went to an all-male school, and oh, I see. Nobody. Uh,
1: I never had the opportunity the to dissect anything completely. in in school. Like, was this really? a was this a regional thing, maybe?
3: Like, did I have to go to like a airport? To...
1: <laughs> uh, like, do do you think you got to dissect something because you lived in a certain school district? Perhaps.
0: No. You lived in a place where fetal pigs were native. <laughs> right. I
3: I don't. It might be like a.
0: I think that more a class thing. I guess more well funded schools will have. They can afford that. Mm. Uh, sure. We dissected worms. We had in mine.
2: Frogs, like super. We studied the
0: deet of worms.
3: Like, <laughs> Super frogs.
2: well, the super formaldehyde frogs, so they weren't. Like... Well,
3: everything is. Yeah. Right? That Wouldn't smell, you? man. It's, it's just so close
0: enough to green olives that oh. it's like yeah. it's like an uncanny valley of food adjacency. Oh no. Woof! I don't like it because I don't want anything to ruin green olives for me.
3: I would have never. I would have never. Place the two together, but I also didn't eat olives in high school. Basically, because they're then, bad for you. Yeah, and uh, Kevin's
0: I, mom told him that any food that she didn't like was bad for you.
3: Yeah, or food that she didn't want me to have, because she also said chocolate was bad for me, and she doesn't yeah. like dislike Why didn't she chocolate. want you to have
0: chocolate? What a what a bump. What she didn't. She, well, a, you know, she didn't want really me to get skin
3: mouth. problems, and uh, and my teeth to fall out.
0: Okay, I guess both of those things do happen because of chocolate. So yeah. Um, I got, so I, I'm trying to figure out what Instagram believes is true about me, that it's causing it to target the ads that it's targeting at me.
3: Senor Johnson.
0: About 75 to 80% of the ads that I get on Instagram are in Spanish, which I just don't understand why that started happening. Um, Do you understand the ads? Uh, it's some of them. Yeah. I, I, I speak a little bit of Spanish. Uh,
3: Maybe that's all that's important?
0: Many of the ads are for women's clothing.
3: Okay. And just
0: many of the ads that I'm getting out of Google are for women's clothing lately uh, in a way that I don't understand. Huh. Also, I got a particular ad today for, and it was one of those, you know how Instagram can, like, a post can have multiple images in it that you can kind of sweep through? It was... They got me with the first image, and this was a variety of products that were being offered to me for sale for 70% off. That's all the text said, but it said it in Spanish. The first product was, it was a sheet of some kind of, like, translucent sticker things that then went onto your fingernails and had a little nub of plastic that extended about a half an inch out of your fingernail. So I have no idea what it's for. It looked like maybe the first step out, just sticking out. It gave you like a little, tiny, like pencil eraser sized, flat claw, like a rounded.
3: Tab.
2: I bet it's for typing for women with like long, like manicured out nails.
0: It was the picture was it was just on like a normal fingernail. So I, I was like, huh. well, what the hell is this? I'm gonna go through and look at what other products are being offered to me for sale. And so there was like a bassinet and a baby bottle. And I was thinking, well, this might be one of the ways in which the internet has figured out that I have a baby on the way because that is creepily starting to happen. Another way that the internet finds out is that I tell them on this podcast. <laughs> uh, the third thing was uh, like a big very expensive. So I, before this was 70%, it was like 650 bucks, even with the 70% discount. Like a really big inflatable water slide thing to put in your yard. <laughs> You did just renovate your bathroom. That's true. (laughs) Uh, And then a, a, I guess, consumer grade, like, the thing they put on your finger in the hospital that, like, measures your blood oxygenation by shining a light through your fingernail. Also fingernail related, which I hadn't uh, made the connection to now. And then some more baby's clothes. And then the next to last item, between two pieces of baby's clothes, was some sort of harness that was like like a thong except in the front it had two very distinct distinct straps for a penis and balls so i don't understand like almost none of those things are at all like any of the others i thought well maybe the fingernail thing was some weird sex toy thing or something
1: do you I, do you think they these images were all chosen especially especially for you
0: isn't that how advertising on the internet works? Like yeah. don't they have demographic I guess, to, like Yes, but they know, like, they know I'm thick thigh. Yeah. So they 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 will show me a harness with big thigh holes. They don't know anything about how big my balls are, so that's just like a standard balls harness.
1: Yeah, I I I was just like kind of confused about the idea that someone would curate like that the algorithm would curate an image gallery for you specifically.
0: Well, you got to be able to do that, right? Like the they're all of the top minds of our generation are being used to figure out how to more effectively serve ads to people who don't want to look at them.
1: Right, and corporate law.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. There are a lot of corporate lawyers.
3: You also might just be giving them too much credit. Maybe this is literally just a random assortment of
0: Oh, it could be. I mean, certainly I trust my mind's ability to draw connections between things and and figure out reasons for them as much as I trust. Because I don't use Facebook. I don't know where Instagram would be getting demographic data about me.
1: Yeah, this might just be like Eliza, where it just shows everybody the same set of five images Hmm. and they come up with their own reasons.
0: Oh, it's like a Rorschach bassinet. Yes. (laughs) you're not you're not, you're not trapped in here with the teddy bear that yeah that didn't go anywhere <laughs> what have you been up to jim
1: uh i watched um i watched a movie i watched hereditary which um it was kind of it was one of those things people were talking about like a year ago um and it yeah yeah you you've seen this
3: yeah, I, I didn't was, like it. I was unimpressed. Huh.
1: I thought it was really well made. Um, so like, this movie is like two hours long, and the first hour or so. Hour and a half. Hour and a half, you um, think? Is yeah. like just like a gut wrenching family drama with no supernatural shit happening at, all, happening at all. Um, and if you read interviews with the director, um, He says that, like, yeah, I wanted to make this um, movie about how, you know, sometimes, like, bad shit will happen to a family. People will be traumatized, and they'll come closer together. Uh, But sometimes bad shit happens to the family, and then, like, that's everybody's just traumatized, and nothing ever gets fixed. Um, And to fund this, he decided to make it into a horror movie. (laughs) Um, And... I, th- I actually think he did a really good job. Uh, but it's also like, yeah, I've talked before about how, like when I watch movies with like action scenes in them, like the action scenes kind of just fall flat. Like I don't really give a shit, but the scenes with like more human, like w- with more human drama that I actually have a mental connection to that might occur in my life. Those are the ones that really like affect me emotionally. Um, and I feel like, you know, if, if I'm on Netflix and I don't know what to watch, I'll just put on like, okay, this looks like a bad schlocky horror movie and it's like mildly entertaining in the background. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of expect they kind of, there's, there's kind of an unspoken contract that like horror movies will be about the sort of thing you well, at least not directly be about the sort of thing you worry about in real life. This is a form of escapism. Uh, And this movie is definitely not that. This movie is about, like, shit that might happen, that might actually happen to you and make you miserable.
0: I, I kind of feel, though, that most horror movie tropes are actually just kind of window dressing on things that you are scared about happening in real life and... That's kind of the purpose.
3: Dolls coming to life and killing you. Yeah, entertainment. But yeah. but metaphorically, I know. I
1: mean, I like to... you know, like not not yeah. like it's <laughs>
0: metaphorically not like just not like just adjacent to like oh the, here's this tragic car accident also a ghost.
1: Right. Well, that's yeah exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, Midsummer, the the next film by the director. Did you see that one? Yeah, and it is it is like mostly a story about a super fucked up relationship between two people. In a way that like people will definitely have like pat opinions about it, but like it's kinda hard to say like nobody really does anything like super, super wrong in it until the end. Uh the the trailer for
3: Midsummer and also, I feel like the trailer for Hereditary painted it as a, like, serious horror film.
0: Which it is.
3: And, like, Hereditary, like, just was, like, kind of building up to stuff, but it didn't really feel like it, I, like, it was super unclear it what was going real on. real
0: fucking spooky at the end.
3: At the very end, but, like, it, like it, I, it didn't feel like it... Well, it felt so, like it kind of came out of nowhere compared to where it had been
0: going. But I know? think that's why it's so good. The, mm. What happened is they had the, like, model, and you were supposed to be seeing the ghost the whole time, but the model broke, and so then they had to turn it into, like, a, <laughs> a more suspenseful version of the campy movie that they were trying to make, and it ended up being a being a classic. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, nobody else here saw Midsummer.
3: I haven't seen it. Uh, well, because in part because I was just, I was so I felt so deceived by the way Hereditary was pitched to me. Midsummer is
0: like Hereditary.
3: Okay. A lot of like just interaction stuff until yeah until the end.
0: It's got Cheedy from uh, the Good Place. Yeah, it. he's great. It's got this vaping prick. So you get to see a <laughs> vaping prick get some comeuppance.
3: I, uh, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, and I liked that quite a bit. Uh, I the idea that you like can just make a movie that just rewrites history is pretty interesting to me because like no going in knowing the history, you're sort of expecting it to go one way, and then when Tarantino just is like, nope, and here's like just a totally different version of what could have happened, and. Oh, just, so it's just like
2: you saw the other ending of Clue.
3: Yeah, kind of. Um, and I think that's I think that's kind of nice. I think I like it. It lets people who who don't know anything that like it's just a regular movie for them, and it's it's sort of a twist for people who know the history, which was kind of neat. Um, and it's it isn't like, really about the historical event. It's just sort of like things that happen
0: the, kind of adjacent to it, and then suddenly it's about it in yeah. the end. Uh, you. It was weird. The first trailer had nothing. It didn't depict that it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't know about anything. the Manson family at all. There was a I second trailer where it's it. like suddenly, oh, okay, they've gone out to where the Manson family is, and they mention Charlie. But it, but even the scenes with him from the trailer aren't in the movie. Oh, huh. Uh, you only see him once, and it's just in a very nothing right. in passing scene. Um. Yeah, boy, the audience. Uh, just erupted into cheers at the extreme brutality, uh, mostly against women in the very end of the movie. And man, it was gross. That was super
1: uncomfortable. I I feel like this is a Tarantino thing. Like, all of his movies post-Jackie Brown are revenge fantasies. And, like, that's the kind of audience you get when that's the kind of film you make.
3: Why is he so into revenge, do you think?
1: I don't know.
0: I I guess I would just expect that, I mean, I don't know. Are we, are the people who are supposed to be bothered, the people who are bothered by that kind of audience reaction to this thing and, like, don't want to think of ourselves as people who, like, get off on that in a way that is, like, like f- just fucking cheering about a scene in a movie is embarrassing. (laughs) Like, don't fucking do that at all. And especially when it's just like, oh, yeah, here's definitely, like, basically a woman getting curb stomped repeatedly. Like, why are we supposed to have just not gone to see this movie because we've given up on Tarantino because his politics are terrible? Or... Is there like a subset of people in San Francisco who are just like, turns out just normal assholes who like normal <laughs> asshole shit that's bad and they just all were at that movie because it's like Asshole Night at the, the Alamo? <laughs> the the Asshole-amo? <laughs> the Anal-mo? Um,
3: I, I mean, I was, I was wondering if it was people being like, Pleased that it didn't go the way that they thought it was going to go or something. Man. And happy about that. But I, it was just so like so brutal that I I kind of couldn't stomach it.
0: I don't know. Like, what percentage of the people in the audience do you think knew about Sharon Tate's murder? Because it's not like... Yeah, it's not like a... a it's not like, a, like a super important a, thing right. that Yeah, happened, it's not right? like, like JFK's
2: murder, I mean...
0: And I feel like we were made aware, like, why did I know who Charles Manson was when I, like, because this all happened years before we were born and he was just like a fucked up crazy guy in jail with a swastika on his forehead. Why was he shown to me as a child? A lot. A lot. Like, he was just there a lot. It was like, it was one of those things
3: that like, that kept being
0: brought up as like a,
3: a cultural sort of touchstone kind of thing. It's like the manson family is like the this sort of like fucked up thing that you don't want your kid to ever get involved in yeah. or the dangers of strangers danger and lsd
2: and the,
0: well, like why the didn't Beatles? we why didn't we keep <laughs> seeing interviews with jim jones <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> throughout the years following his <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess I, you know, we did, we also knew about Jonestown. I feel like a lot of people know about Jonestown because it seems like there was just a big resurgence in interest in that recently. Mm. Like, I just feel like every person that I knew for a while in San Francisco, like, their girlfriends or wives were reading books about cults and Jonestown specifically and huh. murders and, like, every, like, there's all the popular two true crime podcasts. I was just gonna say like, a,
3: there seems to be a big sort of appetite for that kind of stuff right now, and I don't
2: I don't get yeah. it exactly. I
0: can't I can't.
3: There's I enough can't of that now that there's like
2: more than one parody of them now.
0: Yeah. The uh, the one that Dave Shumka did, this sounds serious. I, uh, Dave Shumka and a bunch of other people. This is not like an Alan Hazelton situation where one man by himself created an entire genre of entertainment. <laughs> Uh, this Sound Serious is pretty good.
2: Yeah, the the one The Onion did that I can't think of the name of off the top of my head, but that one's apparently pretty good too. I have both of them saved in my podcast playlist, but I haven't listened to them yet. Man, I got a new phone. Oh, a and Very Fatal Murder the... is what it's called. A Very <laughs> a Fatal <nice>. Murder.
0: <laughs> the data for my podcast app didn't transfer across, and so I just had to remember what podcasts uh. were important to me, and I bet I just forgot some mm. that now I'll never listen to again.
3: I, I understand that I don't listen to podcasts like other people, but God damn it has have they just made it harder and harder for me to like listen to media the way that I want to, which is to just have a list of podcasts that I download and then listen to in the order in that the order, they order came that I specify. Out. Out. That uh, Mo- mostly unless unless I shuffle them a little bit just to get some variety.
0: I can see why they wouldn't want to cater to the lunatic market.
2: <laughs> Do you mean but- you want? Across all the shows you listen to, you want all the episodes to be in the order they came out. Yes, more okay. Okay, yeah. No, I've never seen an app that does that.
0: Nope. So, are you up to like 2012 in podcasts? No, I'm only
3: really, I'm only really like two months behind. No, I, I was caught up, and then I uh, didn't listen
0: to any was in Australia and New Zealand. Oh. So, notoriously podcast unfriendly. Yeah, environment.
3: Uh, they're, they're like uh, munitions there. They have to be registered with the government.
0: What have you been up to, Riff?
2: Um, well, since next uh, next month, we are going to a, uh, a puzzle hunt. I spent the last uh. two weekends making a uh, uh, sort of a cheat sheet for codes and ciphers, since I was thinking that Most of our work is going to be on like tablets and laptops that, uh, screen real estate is at a premium. So trying to have one document open with a list of, I don't know, semaphore code and the other document open with the thing you're translating would be a pain in the ass. So I just took a list of every single thing like that, that I could think of and cram all that information onto a single two sided sheet of paper. It looks uh, pretty good. Yeah, it came out came out pretty good. It was it
0: was Did you did you like publish a PDF of it uh, that I could link to?
2: No, I haven't. I I, I would I, you like to? I, I will when we get back from the hunt. <laughs> J- oh, just don't, you don't want just I, our competitive, in competitive advantage. Case, yes, just competitive in case our yeah. competition is listening.
0: I hope the people running this hunt don't have as big a boner for semaphore as the puzzled pint crew collectively do.
2: Hmm.
3: it's just so convenient you can embed it into clocks and yeah.
0: and
2: other clocks <laughs> and... people waving their arms uh, with or without flags <laughs> but yeah i mean any puzzle that has pictures of things with angles in them you can make into semaphores so it's pretty versatile
0: yeah but that's the thing that makes it a problem is that because you can use it everywhere Everything is it all the time. Everything
2: has it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the backside of it is all like the, the big grid for doing like Caesar ciphers and Vignier ciphers and description of how the Playfair cipher works and an ASCII table and all a bunch of stuff that we are almost certainly never going to actually need to use because so long as we have internet, like a Vignier cipher automatic solver is right there but i mean
0: it's it's funny that caesar and Vignere are also types of salad dressing true <laughs> but you know it's like we, like we could invent something called the thousand island cipher and <laughs> there's got to oh, be yeah. like a russian it'd be cipher, like the
2: right? pig it'd be like the uh, the four square cipher the the variant there's a variant of playfair called four square we'll just make it a thousand square so you need 500 different keys to do it <laughs>
0: Yeah, we got we got that hunt. I mm-hmm. hope it doesn't suck. I did not know what I was signing up for. And when I asked Kevin, "Where are we sleeping the second night?" and he said, "What do you mean?" and I said, <laughs> "What do you mean?" and he said, "We're expected to be awake for the entire duration of this hunt, for, which is maybe forty-eight hours." Hmm. I can't do that, man. My bones are too old; they it's, don't work. It's if more I don't like l- leave them motionless for seven or eight hours at night. Six hours. That's even worse. Cause then what the <laughs> fuck do you do? You're We're sleeping. not riff,
3: <laughs> but we have a riff, so it'll be fine. It's
1: true.
0: Uh, well, should we, uh, should we chat about the video games we've been playing? I sure. guess we could. What have you been
1: playing, Jim? Uh, so I, um, I felt bad about shitting on adventure land last time. Uh, and I dug into it some more um, and it turns out like the version that I'd been playing is actually completely broken uh, so at some point somebody wrote a converter to take all the Scott Adams adventures and turn, turn them into Z code that run into to run in the Z machine interpreters um, uh-huh. and, but but didn't actually I guess test the results and uh-huh. like like just put a zip file on the internet saying, here you go. And at least adventure land, you just, it just is unplayable. Um, like the, the, the map connections are all screwy. Like you can't reach certain important items. Oh, dang. So, so like I spent a while looking for, um, a good way to play this. i like, I tried a few, uh, emulators on archive.org there was one for the i think it was the apple 2 version where what happened was that when you boot it up it plays an anti-piracy psa that's like two minutes long wow um and i think i i could be wrong i think it was prompting me to skip it before it started but i didn't see the text in time and then i just let it play out and then it asks you to turn the disc over and the game's on the other side of the disc uh but wow. I don't think archive.org has, like, I don't think those emulators have a way to turn the disk over. So I tried a different one. Uh, there was one for the Commodore 64 that seemed like it would work, except it was in this weird cursive font. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I ended up, um, playing uh, one, I forget the name, I'll, I'll send it to you for the show notes. Uh, one that was a, a port to like Windows XP, which was not like, it's certainly no frots, you know, it's certainly no like modern or even like mid 90s era, um, Z machine interpreter in terms of interface, like saving and loading sucks. There's no undo, um, the, the version I played, the UI was too small on my monitor cause my monitor is too high resolution for it. Um, but I, I muscled through it and it's definitely of its time. It's like, I think it was from 1978, like in the, the puzzles are, some of them are pretty bad. Um, but working through it with a set of hints and I, I couldn't actually find a, a UHS file for this, which I was surprised by. Um, but.
0: Is UHS the like InvisiClues?
1: Yeah. You, I you think it's. I think it's for
0: progressively more specific.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just went to a, I found a walkthrough that seemed okay. Um, and it's a, like a, a pretty charming little, like, like the, there's almost no pros to it. It's, it's like you're in a swamp. There is a dragon and like when, when there needs to be more information than that, the, 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 um, they'll put a sign there with the uh, text that you need to see written on the sign, written in the sign's name. Um, but it's like a pretty charming, like, like tightly constructed little di- diorama puzzle box of sort of a, a, like I was talking about liking this sort of thing in Hitman where it feels like a clockwork world that you're exploring. This feels kind of the same way. Um, And then I went and um, I didn't play Zork, but I watched a let's play of Zork. I didn't watch the whole thing, but like Zork is, it's basically that, that, that idea, but done well, um, where it's kind of a mashup of a bunch of different, Fantasy and sci-fi ideas all jammed into the same world, where like the the flood control dam will be right next to hell. Oh.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> and first of all, like I was shocked at. So I, I watched a let's play of Zork, where either they were recording the disc noises or the disc noises were emulated, and every single turn needed a disc access, which was like I I, I had played infocom games on the commodore 128 so i know i must have experienced this myself but it was a real like having having played only games that actually fit in memory for the last 20 years mm-hmm. it was a real shocker to like have to page like it, the game had to page in uh, information from the disk every single turn and that was a real shocker for me um but it didn't occur to me until then that uh, and when I made Text World, I had modeled it after like ZZT and a bunch of and, and like Zelda. But as much as it's those things, it's also Zork, which is just like here's a bunch of ideas just jammed together into a world, and you kind of explore it non-linearly. And that was an interesting, um, interesting thing to realize.
0: It Zork was one like I feel like early text adventures all had the overall meta structure of colossal cave which was just find all of the treasures and bring them back to this location
1: yeah and they would, so g- they were they would super give you a non linear right exactly yeah they would give you a sprawling world to explore usually extremely dangerous to the player um and you didn't really have any goal other than fu- then to loot it for treasure
0: and you didn't really have the option as a player to just be like no this is probably enough money i don't need to go get <laughs> eaten by a dragon yeah. in order to get 10% more money. Like, th- this is... Well, I mean, you
1: could. You could just you stop could just, playing. <laughs> you turn turn it off, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: but you don't get, like, a... I'm assuming at the end it's, like, you get a thing saying, like, cool, you're rich, yeah. you win. You didn't get eaten by a dragon or go to hell.
1: Yeah, I mean, in Zork, if you get all the treasures, I believe you do get a little sort of a cut scene where you you go into a new space and then they tell you, hey, now it's time to play Zork 2. yeah
0: i'm I'm disappointed in us that nobody made the joke about like how else do how else do you think you get to hell if not for a damn uh-huh. good
1: <clears throat> I
0: was waiting for somebody else to do it or for me to come up with a better version of it <laughs> but neither of those things happened so we're workshopping it live
1: uh, and then i played um the lurking horror
2: oh nice which is uh, uh yeah.
1: like from nineteen eighty seven it's a uh,
2: yeah, that's one of the good ones.
1: I, I liked it. It's, it's, I actually finished that one. I didn't finish Adventureland. I ended up like... I didn't get stuck so much as like I did something bad and didn't have a save file to restore to. Like I'd, I'd been saving over my one file. Oh, um, yeah, you
2: can't do that with old text <laughs> adventures at all. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Um, and Lurking Horror is like a trying to be Lovecraftian, but not really succeeding. Um, it is a horror game, but like set in, um, MIT uh, basically Basically MIT. Yeah. And I would say that game is much more, much more than it is a horror game. It's, it's a love letter to, uh, like crawling through sewers beneath MIT. Not, not necessarily sewers, but like tunnels between yeah. buildings. Like it's, it's, a uh, so much of it is about different ways to get through that space since the since the building is snowed in um and I actually really enjoyed that aspect of it I really like I really dug you know feeling like I was in this interesting place and finding interesting ways to get around
2: mm. having to figure out how to get down the MIT's infinite corridor because it is actually infinite in this one <laughs>
1: Um,
0: well, you just crawl while yeah. Kevin films it,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it struck me how much smaller the game was than Zork in terms of like. So the, the so the it still has a score. So like they they're still like. They're still scoring you and they're still giving you like a ranking, like in a really dull thematic ranking. Like you go up, they, like Dave Lebling, the implementer, must have like looked at, you know, the, the university, um, what do you call the, where they put a tree structure of like a, your, your corporate ranks, like the, an org chart? Yeah, they looked at a university org chart and like just, gave, named each rank, like, going up the tree to Dean of, to the Dean of the University or something. So, like, it was a place to put some interesting content and just completely failed. Um, at which point, like, why even spend the space on it? Other than, like, this is what your players expect. Um, but you get, five points for each major action and there's a hundred points in the game. So like, and this seemed accurate. You're only solving about 20 puzzles to progress through the game. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very, it feels very small. Um, if like I was, you're going through it with a hint system. Like I didn't sit through, I don't know how long it would take to, to, to play through this game or any of the other infocom games for that matter. Um, without hints, as far as I'm concerned, it's probably impossible. Uh, but
2: it's more or just, less I mean, possible just, depending on the game.
1: That's probably yeah, true. Yeah, and you just yeah. said
3: that the possibility space was actually relatively constrained. Like, I, I don't think... If if all you had was time, and yep. you didn't have a thousand other games that you could be playing...
1: Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but And I don't know what that... I don't know what kind of time that would take, but it... Like, almost everything you were doing is like... Um, every way you progress in the game is geographically. Like, you are getting into this new area. And sometimes that advances the plot by um you you get a nice a nice set piece, which I think is where the bulk of the pros in the game went. There are some of these some of these events in the game have like a good eight or nine decent sized paragraphs of prose depicting like that are doled out once per turn depicting what's happening in the world and, and some some sometimes that stuff is pretty entertaining. Um but it was it was really interesting to me just how just how small the game was yeah. just how like
2: it's like it's it's a lot more tightly designed and focused than than something like Zork which was w- which was absolutely just like here's a third of this giant sprawling massive game that we cobbled together over years <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: right right but but in the same disk disk space in the mm-hmm. same amount of like, and I, I think it's, it's just a matter of, like, where do you put your bites? And in this case, I think a lot of it went into those um, into those little set pieces.
0: A classic question every vampire has to answer.
1: Where do you put your bites?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so just a
0: deep, uh, deep dive on interactive fiction.
1: Uh, hang on, I've, I've got a list here that I'm trying to load up. There was one other thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> You're having to page it into memory.
3: Did uh, did you see Emily Short post her list of like top twenty games in the interactive fiction uh, in the no. sphere? There, every few years, like some I forget who who does it, but they like compile. They ask a bunch of people to compile personal lists and then use that as a basis for sort of a master list of like. Best games that are currently out, and they could be of any age. Um, and so there's each year you you know you add some new ones and sort of you shuffle off some of the 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 ones from the end of the list. Um, Counterfeit. When the last time it was done, I think it was 20 either 17 or 14, and Counterfeit Monkey was in there. Um, and I haven't seen. I don't know if there's a list. I don't know if they've compiled the like the combined list. But Emily had her. Her list, which was had a bunch of really interesting stuff in it.
1: Yeah, I'll seek that out for sure. the The game I was trying to think of was Pokemon Go, um, and like I, I don't, I'm not going to talk about game mechanics because that stuff hasn't changed in an interesting way. But um, I wanted to talk about um, driving up to one of the one of the gyms, and there was someone already parked there, like clearly, like. There, were, there was nothing else there but like, but this gym. So clearly this person was also playing the game. Um, and they drove away. Um, and I did my business at the gym. And then I left. And they were hiding around the corner. Like they were just parked around the corner from the gym where I couldn't see them. And as I drove, uh, I drove away, they drove back to the gym because they wanted <laughs> to get the last word. And I was like... If anybody is that like, they can have it. Like, they clearly cared much more about this than I did.
3: I uh, saw a video of a guy who had a bicycle, <clears throat> and I want to say forty phones, yeah. on stands like, with that, chargers that attached to the frame guy. of his bicycle, he's and a, he's just going around the Pokemon like Go flicking flicking, flicking, flicking Pokeballs uh, at a street corner. That's a that's a, just like bunch of phones. Why? <laughs> yeah. So,
0: like I, what's the advantage of you can not there's not like a player economy that you can I am guessing he
3: levels accounts and sells them. Oh. Is, but I don't know.
0: That
1: Okay, yeah.
0: I've kind of quit playing the, the Harry Potter the Wizarding one. World. Yeah, like I just realized, oh, I just haven't run it in <clears throat> several days. I was still I was still doing it. I was still seeing new stuff. Uh the The equivalent of the gyms in that are just these multiplayer, they're just sort of like raids. They're not competitive. You don't, you don't like take control of them. It doesn't seem like Hmm. there's any sort of territory control. Are there not
3: multiple factions? No. What is the, huh? What is the like drama of it?
0: It's just content driven.
1: Yeah, you're working with Harry Potter to recover all these artifacts. Isn't yeah, that cool enough for you, Kevin?
0: No. I prefer it. why yeah. I, like I don't like the least interesting part of World of Warcraft is the war. Craft. Just world of Craft. I think the Craft is probably the <laughs> most interesting, and then the World is the second most interesting, and the of is the third I... most interesting, and War is a is a hard last.
3: I don't know that I would have enjoyed World of Warcraft as much if I hadn't played on a PvP that's, server.
0: That's true. I don't know if enjoyed is the right word. <laughs> Engaged. You're, you are sure. correct about that. But the the parts of the storyline that are just like oh well there go the Horde and the Alliance they're at it again. Always being against each always other. Always fused. With... is less interesting than like whoa check out that fucking sick haunted wizard library.
2: Yeah
0: and you know the 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 Harry Potter game is all all haunted wizard libraries. They're all identical.
3: That's the problem. That's when That's you said it is content driven, I feel like it, that dries up real fast unless there's something compelling you to like like I feel like a territory control overarching
0: you want to level up your thing. dude. That you could like yeah. what if you had 148 hit points instead <laughs> of 146 hit points, y- Kevin. Yeah. Just imagine. <laughs> Yeah. No other, uh, no other run-ins out in the world
1: of Pokemon Go. I mean, I, I don't know if this is a story, but I definitely like saw uh, a car full of hooligans drive by and kick my shit out of the gym, and they were like, it was interesting to finally put hooligan faces to. The names that I had constantly seen. The usernames. Oh. Were they real, actual hooligans? I mean, they were driving a hooligan car and blasting (laughs) hooligan music. What is a hooligan car? I don't know cars, man. I just... (laughs) My brain classifies them one way or the other. There are two types of cars in the world.
3: (laughs) While they're doing what, business what's the at the gym, type? why can't you just like let them air out of their tires, right? I, okay. and then, and then you get all the other gyms because they're too busy like changing <laughs> all their tires. Oh yeah,
0: if it's a low rider, letting any amount of air out completely disables them. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm making some assumptions about
1: what you consider to be hooliganism. Well, I was I was trying to set a good example for Winston.
0: Uh, by pointing out, this is how you can tell which cars are full of hooligans. So (laughs) if you want to buy drugs, go to that car.
1: (laughs) And since I'm a good dad, I'm not going to pop their tires.
0: Oh. Eh, Do you think that Winston would understand that?
1: I mean, babies learn things statistically, so if you do it a bunch of times, he would learn that that's what's important in the world.
0: Is popping the... is, Is letting air out of hooligans' tires? Right. Do you
3: believe that you, that your team in Pokemon Go is a better team? Because, like, if so, then, like, shouldn't you at all costs be the the team that's coming out on on the top?
1: Oh, I think, um, I don't think you get any reward for, like, so the reward structure for gyms is actually really strange where you up you get you get coins up to the first eight hours you protect a gym for and everything after that is just a waste so ideally you want like people to leave you alone for eight hours and then come and kick your dude out of the gym so you can get paid like I've definitely had um, a Pokemon be guarding a gym for like four days and I'm like god damn it when are these yellow people gonna come and kick my dude out and also, I will come up to a gym and there are, you know, six Pokemon in there that have all been in there for days. And I'm like, I'm I'm doing people a service here. Like, I should be getting a cut of all these coins <laughs> these people are, are getting by kicking them all out.
0: Alternatively, if you go up to one and you see that a, that a Pokemon has only been in there for 45 minutes, do you think, oh, I'm not going to attack them?
1: I have made that decision, yes. I'm not always that good-hearted about it. Don't let Winston see. Right.
3: Do you? Can you only uh, take take gems from other teams?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ingress has a feature where it's it's a fairly rare uh, item, but you there's an item you can use that will flip the uh, the team polarity of a portal, so that if you have a portal that's like inconveniencing you on your team. You can spend one of those items, flip it to the opposing team, and then recapture it yourself. But I don't think there's anything like that in Pokemon.
0: What causes multiple Pokemon to be in one gym? Multiple people in the same team?
1: Yeah. Um, if a gym is empty, meaning usually meaning someone in the vicinity just took it down, uh, kicked everybody out, then... Um, that that gym is like the game tries to wait for the person who actually did the ass kicking to put their Pokemon in, but then after that, anybody on that team color can add theirs up to six Pokemon.
0: Hmm. What well, uh, what have you been playing, Riff? Uh,
2: I played the I guess the 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 first or. Se- second chapter, depending on how you count them, of, uh, Observer, uh, starring, uh, Rucker Hauer, uh, due to his untimely passing. Um, and it's, uh, it's super compelling. It was, it's, uh, it's creepy as shit, actually. Um, it is a game by the people that made Layers of Fear. I don't remember if it's before or after they made that. Um, it was kind of, su- it was after it is kind of surprising to me because the like layers of fear, I did not find compelling in the least. I, I couldn't take it seriously really? at all. No, uh, uh, totally uninteresting. Um, but, uh, observer is friggin' fascinating and it, it may just be like the change of, uh, 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 uh style and like, like, uh, genre, uh, Obser- I, I guess I should say anything about what it is. Um, it is like a hard cyberpunk dystopia, uh, sort of situation. Um, you're playing, um, I've forgotten the name of Rutger Hauer's character, but you're playing him first person view. Uh, he's a police detective, uh, with, uh, uh he, he has, uh, well, his special cyber powers are that he has Two different uh, like detective vision modes, sort of like Batman kind of deal. Uh, one that can see electrical objects and one that can see uh, biological objects. And everything else in the room is sort of grayed out, so you use those to know what clues to look at more closely. Uh, but he also has the ability to uh, plug directly into somebody's brain and just wander around inside their mind and their memories. Uh, The the general plot is that he's looking for his long-lost and estranged son, who is uh, apparently in this tenement building, uh, this this, uh, uh, tenement building that is, like, super run-down and ordinarily kind of disguises it by having all of the walls be covered with holograms all of the time. Except shortly after you go in, the entire building goes on lockdown uh, due to, like, this is a, apparently a common thing in this world, that there's a some kind of disease that only affects people that have cyberware, and it's extremely virulent, and almost everybody has cyberware. So if there's, like, any sensor reading of this disease being anywhere, the, the entire building is just... Disconnected from the networks and locked shut, so that nobody in it can leave, like auto quarantine kind of situation. And so, does uh, the
0: disease spread digitally?
2: It's not clear yet. I've only just sort of started, uh, so I only know it by the name nanophage so far. And I don't really know what it even does to people. Um, but but it makes yeah. you
0: talk like Robin Williams. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but as a consequence, like like you can see just how shitty this tenement building is cuz all the holograms are being turned off and you can knock on people's doors and sort of talk to them through their uh uh through their uh, you know speaker intercoms? speaker intercoms yeah intercoms um and they like complain about the not being able to access the internet so they don't have anything to do other than sit in their empty apartment when they could be you know doing VR stuff or or just watching TV on every wall of their ha- of their apartment simultaneously or whatever um but yeah and you're going basically for, uh, from location to location in this tenement building trying to track down what has happened to your son and along the way you encounter like various murders and and various characters and you search the murder scenes for for clues and, uh, and, uh, and so on. And occasionally like you have to jack into somebody's brain and it's super, super duper weird and surreal, uh, compared to the the real world stuff because it's, it's all like dream logic and, and, uh, like they, they do a really good job of simulating what it, what a dream is looks like just by like changing things when you're not looking at them directly and, and you'll walk down a hall one way and then turn around and where you've come from isn't there anymore. And now it's somewhere different and, and things there's a lot of really good, like static video filters and stuff. Cause it's not just a dream. It's also like all cyber because Rucker Howard's character is doing this through a cybernetic interface and, yeah, it's just it's crazy and it's uh, it's super creepy. Apparently, there are bits like um, like in a uh, uh, amnesia or soma where there's like a monster that you act that you actively have to avoid or escape from, but they're relatively uh, relatively rare and not difficult to deal with. Is is what I read. Which was why I was willing to play this game in this, in the first place, because I hate that. I, I don't mind walking around inside a creepy environment so much, but I, I don't want to deal with monsters. Uh, especially if you <laughs> don't have any weapons. But, um, yeah, it's, it's super cool. And, uh, and Rucker Howard does a really good voiceover. He has like that perfect sort of world-weary, gravelly voice with, uh, like, a definite accent, but one you can't exactly place. And, yeah, it's very cool. So, good game. I will continue playing it. Um, what else have I been playing? I've mostly just been playing Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, I played a tiny, tiny bit, like, the tutorial of... Uh, uh, Atama Chef. I think it's what it's called... Um, it's like an automated Autom yeah thing. it's like a, 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 a infinifactory or factorio except uh food assembly lines food like production um is it i heard
0: uh Abby on giant bomb talking about it, and it sounded good, but i didn't get a sense of like. Is it like Infinifactory in that you're wandering is, around a 3D space not. and placing things, um, or it's like I was, it's more like a big pharma where you're I, yeah, placing it things is, on a 2D it is, grid? It
2: is on a 2D grid. I was disappointed by that because unless I'm thinking about something else, the the trailer totally made it look like it was going to be a 3D uh, uh, Infinifactory style thing. But no, it's definitely it's top down and grid based. And I I I was I playing it on the uh, was playing it on the Switch. I super don't recommend it that way because the the controls are real bad. Um, I think it's it's very clearly was developed with like playing it with a mouse and keyboard in mind because uh, it does shit like the like everything is grid based. You you have like this this uh, I don't know this machine that is two squares by two squares, so you have to put it on the grid in the right place where you want it but you can't move it around with the directional buttons or the deep D-pad you have to use the analog stick and it sucks <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's like a big your big menu of different parts that that you can choose from is always on the screen but you have to push the X button to shift focus over to it and it's uh, mm, it's it's terrible it's super janky and bad uh-huh. But I'm sure on a on a on a PC it probably plays fine. Uh, because, you know, that's all stuff that makes sense with a mouse, you know. I
0: really want like a factory idol or a factorio with just like discrete goals and like levels to solve. Mm-hmm. Is
2: that this? That appears to be this, yeah.
0: And I you know, I'm okay with it being cute. I don't need it to be coal or being refined into coal that's not how <laughs> coal works but you know what i mean i mean i didn't learn anything from any of these games because the subject matter is real dull yeah, but if it's it, like it, hot dogs and yeah putting hot like, dogs in a hot dog bun and like then yep. put some sprinkles on the hot dog then that's good
2: yeah and your robot boss says things like and and uh you know i'm totally not going to use this to try and take over the world haha <laughs> <laughs> and you know
0: Okay, cute. It's good. The uh, it reminds me of that donut game that uh, Amanda End and crew made for Train Jam that was like, just a fucking fully complete good ass <laughs> video game. Uh, about donuts moving around conveyor belts to get different, sort of, and there were like switch gates and stuff, and it was a real constrained space, like mm-hmm. conveyor belt puzzle. it was really good. Fun. It's, it sounds fun. It reminds me of
2: um, what was that train yard.
0: Yeah, it was a lot like Trainyard, actually. Yeah, it was good. I wonder if they ever did anything with that. It was so remarkably complete as a package mm-hmm. to have come out of Train Jam uh, that it was like you should. Like it was pretty clear that they should make it into a real thing and sell it. And I don't know if they have or not. Mm. It's like what the the. You get 90% of the work done in, like, two days, so that means that the game will probably take about another year and a half to (laughs) ship. Man, I also... Kevin convinced me, uh, talking about this during a board game night this past weekend, to give fucking Dragon Quest builders two another shot because he says that the second big island is real good, and Riff, you also said that. Yep. And it was worth like just powering through to at least get past the first island, which was just an extended tutorial to get to the second island. But now I'm in this fucking like super long bullshit of like now make a river that's Oh yeah. Like before you, before this, you get to the second island. Like listen to this. F- 40 line conversation to make the next 2% progress on this 100% progress bar of making this fucking river. Now come over here and listen to two or three other lines. Oh, did you do something earlier because you wanted to play a video game. Well, you're going to have to come over here and pretend like you haven't done it so that then I can say good job doing that thing that you did earlier even though I just asked you to it, do it now. It only
3: takes like 20 or 30 minutes to get through that and then and then you finally get to oh. go to the I went where
0: there's more stuff. I went to a I had to go get a chicken and I went to fucking oh. I went to one of those proc gen islands okay. and I tried to do right. the Never goddamn scavenger that. hunt thing, but then there was just like one kind of vine I couldn't figure out how to find it and
2: uh, Uh, if you leave if you uh leave that yeah uh, there's a tool there's a tool yeah Yeah. i see but i mean on the other hand if you 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 stick it out the reward for filling in that chart is extremely good but yeah
0: I the thing that is frustrating me the most, trying to play it now, it does seem like maybe I could imagine it getting less dialogue heavy as it goes on. Yeah. But like especially your, the your the... sword just sucks ass. The what? And your sword, and there like it has given you zero opportunities to that I have seen to upgrade your weapon past the starting weapon.
2: Uh, uh... there is an anvil in the second big island. I guess maybe there was you an don't anvil get one, on the first island. You don't get any there?
0: recipes for weapons for yourself.
3: That's not true at all. You upgrade uh, your upgrade your own weapon like three or four times on the on that first island.
0: I was only ever given recipes to upgrade Malroth's weapons.
3: No, you should you should have like a barbed club made out of brambles by the end of the first island.
0: Ah. Uh. I do not, and I never saw any of those recipes. I might have had them and didn't know that I had them. You usually get them when you level up. You did you level all the old Ever I only ever got recipes leveling up that were for weapons it, that were it should ultimate you and him, you and him, you and him. Huh? Maybe I just assumed that they were all only for Malroth because of the ones that I paid attention to. See, this is what the game gets for encouraging you to just hammer to skip read through anything. dialogue as fast as <laughs> yeah. you can and as hard as you can at every moment.
3: Yeah, if you've been using the crappy starting sword, no wonder you're extra oh. frustrated. Well, that
0: chows on a butt. I'm real sad that I did not...
3: And if you didn't collect the materials to make the, the other stuff, it's going to be annoying, too. Because you'll have to go back and...
0: I did eventually get a bath towel that was way better armor than I had... <laughs> <laughs> had before i don't but think then I, I found got that. A, then i got a better armor like immediately afterwards that was like eight times the armor of the yeah. bath towel it, uh,
3: yeah it it gets real good for a while and then it like kind of gets worse again and then it gets good again and then it kind of gets worse again <laughs> so i don't i don't know what to tell you the game is really, really long. It's addictive
0: too, right? It's just there's just yeah. enough of the stuff that's really good about it. Yeah. To, it's it's like, I kept thinking of like, like it's like if you were if you were dating someone who was perfect in every way, mm-hmm. except that she was one to four hours late for literally everything. God, <laughs> right? It's like, well, do I give this up just because of the multiple? really annoying things that are unpredictable every single day you start
3: telling them that that like things start one to four four hours hours early early. yeah yeah so you're trying to
0: get like an (laughs) intersection it's um mm -hmm.
3: yeah i don't know i don't know what to tell you it it, i i have found it rewarding but it there are definitely things that continue to be annoying
0: I really uh, wish that I hadn't fucked up that weapon thing. That just made the combat sections take so long. Yeah, I can imagine. Because Malroth is doing like thirty damage a hit, and I'm doing like four. Mm, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That I and that but and that is just my mistake, and it is my mistake for not reading carefully. But I still blame the game.
2: There
3: is so I don't know if you ever, especially with a crappy weapon, you probably didn't do this. But there are like three or four like big monsters that you might have seen. I did kill one of them which one do you know
0: it was like a big version of that baboon
3: okay there's a there's like a centipede looking thing or scorpion looking thing um do you get you, like
0: good gear from them or something
3: you get yeah hmm. you, much better and and there's a particular weapon that you get from from one of those from Furrowfield that has utility throughout the rest of the game oh huh it does it does something very interesting. Or maybe maybe I should
0: go them. back and maybe I should upgrade my equipment and then just go back and try to kill those things. Because I got yeah. like I gave up on a couple of the. I think maybe the one that I thought was just a large monster. It didn't because it, it didn't do the a, a powerful enemy. Oh yeah, thing. no. It, the, the ones um, that
3: say that are the ones that have like really interesting drops.
0: Is it was just like wow? This is going to take an hour. hour for me to just keep swatting. Yeah, this.
3: If you dude. have, especially with one. Yeah.
2: What mm. What does the guy you're talking about look like, Kevin?
3: Uh, I think it looks kind of like a big centipede okay. thing, yeah. and it's over in the. It's basically underneath the cottage that Pastor Al had. Okay. Like because un- uh, you know how it's like up on a rise. If yeah. you just drop down from there, I think it's basically under that. Okay. If I recall correctly.
2: I'll have to go check that out.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, because the weapon it gets isn't. It's it's powerful for the level, um, but it has a proc that is sometimes very very handy and it crits all the time which nice. can be useful fighting like the metal slimes or whatever because they only, you can only damage them on critical hits i see
0: beyond that i played a bunch more p1 select uh which is continuing to be a nice thing to play instead of when i would normally be playing syncopaus which is just in between literally every other two actions of my life <laughs> i'm now playing p1 select instead um I don't know anything. Does it have to do as much depth? To say, is... No, not even close. Okay. It's, and it, but it feels like because your score is the average score of your last sixteen games, oh, huh? And it shows you all of them. I had mistakenly said twenty before. Uh, you can just see your progress. Oh. You can see yourself getting better at it in a way That's that cool. is real satisfying. Um, and then I also played, and I don't remember how. I want to say that maybe I learned about this from alexis kennedy's twitter feed like maybe this was one of the it wouldn't have been one of the games that fail better incubated but his new company does this sort of mentoring thing for certain games and i want to think maybe this was one of them but it's called nowhere profit mm. p-r-o-p-h-e-t and it is really good i when i the first time i played it i was like there is a lot to this, and I don't know that I have room in my life for another like lifestyle game like Slay the Spire is. But I kept, like, I have kept going back. To, I've played ten or twelve hours of it oh, in wow. the last week. I would say, um, because it is a game that I can play on my laptop while I am smoking a cigar. So I always have like an uninterrupted hour that oh, I can start this because I know I'm going to be sitting in this chair for an hour. So it's like, I don't mind that the game takes an hour. It is on the top level, a resource management game where you are moving on an FTL style map through a, it is very reminiscent of uh, the Numenera setting, uh, the Monty Cook pen and paper RPG that had the New Torment game in it where it's like you're in the ruins of an extremely advanced civilization and so there are still like a lot of sentient robots and extremely high tech stuff but then there's also like fur clad nomads. Yeah. Um, and you are you have food and hope as your two resources and so you're you're scavenging for food and you're finding like luxury items from the past that you can share with your caravan of followers on that are that you're sort of a like a cult leader i guess who gets a vision from some ancient ai core to lead a group of people to it and the combat in it is very hearthstoney you have a deck of cards that are your sort of followers and you can have a... Your your pool of cards is all the people following you and you can have like 30 of them in your deck.
3: And they are all minions, basically, right?
0: Yes, yeah. And then you have another deck that is your leader abilities. And so there's, there's a bunch of... There's a variety of different like starting convoys that you can unlock a la FTL and then different classes that have different sort of spells that you can cast. But there's two separate decks. You use the same mana to cast them, but they refresh independently. Um, like you draw one of each every turn up to a hand max, or, I think. Um the the combat positioning matters. the the battlefields are like these grids that'll have obstacles in them, and only the frontmost unit can attack. And like a taunt minion only ha- counts as having taunt if it's in the front. Um, and you can move around on the grid and you have abilities that move other units around. And the combats tend to be, they tend to be over pretty quickly unless you just are getting overwhelmed and losing um but you get a lot of interesting abilities to affect the the battlefield. It has this kind of cool thing where if a min- if one of your minions is killed, that follower card is now considered wounded. And so it's cheaper to cast and has less health, but if it gets killed again, the card is removed from your deck. Huh. Completely. So and and it's not like valuable as deck thinning because you could just take the card out. Like you can play with mm-hmm. an arbitrarily small deck. If you want, I don't, there might be a minimum. Do you, what,
3: if you, what happens if you have no cards to draw?
0: Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I never got to that point. Okay. Um, just because games, the, the combats didn't tend to last. Like you end up with like 15 to 25 cards in your deck, or at least I do a lot of the time. And I've never had a combat last that many rounds. Um, but it's, it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. The the story stuff, it's like, it's not incredibly well written, but the the situations that you're in are compelling. There's a bunch of factions that I don't really understand the difference between them, and I don't really care, because I never really care about factions, and so often I'm like, you'll have a choice of things to say, and it's like, well, if I, if I knew what these guys were all about, I would probably know which one of these things they would respond better to, and that makes me want to understand it just from a mechanical perspective, but often you'll be presented with a thing where it's like, well, given what I have, there's really only one choice here. Or it's like, do I take the risk of like failing and getting some of my cards wounded in a non-combat encounter when it tells me that the odds of me, you know, successfully hunting this animal or whatever are not great. Um, just there, there's, it feels like there are a lot of secrets. It feels like there are a lot of things to unlock the way that there were a lot of secrets in FTL. Um, yeah, I could really highly recommend it. Nowhere Profit. What have you been playing?
3: Uh, so I have been playing Dragon Quest Builders 2, still working my way through the main quest line. Um, I spent a little bit of time sort of doing some of the optional stuff on my own island, but mostly just sort of wanting to get to the end of it and see what that's all about. Um and then I played a little bit of, like, some of the, the Game Club games that keep coming out. Um, they just released, like, Super Crate Box and some other stuff, like that super old Vlambeer game.
0: It's weird that Vlambeer didn't update that.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and the other thing that's a little, I don't know if it's weird, but, like, uh, they have switched to a, like, pay model so you now see ads in the game club games unless you subscribe huh. so they are no longer f- free exactly it's still th- being handed out through test flight um i don't know if i don't know if this, that's the the long term goal or whether they're just going to have some sort of like over overarching like app i don't know
1: how does uh, super Package crate box or. play on a touchscreen
3: uh, I haven't actually spent much time with it. I was I was mostly playing uh, another one that they recently um, released called The Sleeping Prince, which is I had never heard of that one before. It's like Ragdoll. Every uh, everyone in the kingdom is like falling asleep, and you are like con- basically like magically taking the prince and like flinging him around through the environment to like collect stuff, um, and. It, it's like kind of a funny concept and then the gameplay is like whatever, but it's, it's the levels are well-designed and they like, the challenges are kind of interesting. Um, but I haven't, I haven't been playing much on that. I've mostly been playing Dragon Quest Builders too. don't know how I feel about the, the, the game club thing. Like it, it, there's no way that it was sustainable just as a free thing forever. Like that doesn't make any sense. But I, and so I guess I didn't know like what to expect, what they're, their end game was. I but mean,
0: if they had just said this is now a subscription only service, would you have liked that better than this is a subscription service or, or ads. it has ads? Yeah, I think
3: so. I think I just hate ads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
0: you don't hate them enough to pay for it?
3: Uh, I, well, I have played way less of it and I'm way less
1: You don't negotiate with terrorists, Zach. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. And the fact that it's a subscription, like I don't like subscriptions, right? Like I don't. I don't want to subscribe for stuff that I don't know what it's going to be exactly, right? You know, I, I subscribe to, like, Netflix, but I feel like I have a good sense of what their catalog is, you know?
0: So you would subscribe to a the same beer every month club, but not a beer oh, yeah. of the month club? That Probably,
3: yeah. If they just I mean, delivered... I guess, in a
0: way, like, Amazon you can. I subscribe to yeah. the same cat food of the month club.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do they – they don't – Amazon doesn't
0: sell – booze right i don't think no they don't
3: that's probably for the best
0: yeah i even things that i know that i have to buy all the time i still cannot imagine subscribing because it the quantities are like they're they don't line up correctly like i don't know i don't want to subscribe to this 24 pack of cat food that i use one of a day right to be to be sold to me every month because fuck you like what what don't right if you let if you could specify an interval then yeah. that would make any sense at all but it's like do you do it a week do normal people do normal people like understand how many paper towels they go through in a month on some level does anybody pay attention to that like i don't no, the only possible outcomes of subscribing to a household product like that are that you are, are constantly or, running out, or, or that you have forty times as much of it as you need because you keep forgetting to turn the subscription what, off. What
3: about the like smart fridges that we were promised that would like tell us when we needed more
2: milk or whatever? Like they do? They still have those with the like the dash buttons. Where you like buy a buy a button that says paper towels on it, and when you're out of paper towels, you push it and it automatically orders paper towels on Amazon.
0: I think they do, but you can only get them for Tide Pods now because they're just a joke. Do you?
3: What <laughs> about that? Like when your like child finds that button and just like smashes it and hits it like thirty times? Yeah. And you...
0: No refunds.
3: Thousand pounds of toilet paper.
0: Didn't we propose the the dash button that orders a robot that arrives at your house with another identical dash button and then presses it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the dash button that gives you a million dollars, but then somebody... Somebody, somebody you somebody don't else. know dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I don't need that. I'll just, I'll just order it on Amazon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I'll just, I want to just press a button and have that happen whenever. Yeah. <laughs> like, not, uh, I'm not going to do it more than once. Uh,
1: so I'm the, kidding. I would absolutely
0: do it more than, if I was going to do that <laughs> once, I would do it more than
1: once. Oh
3: yeah.
0: Like yeah. it would.
1: So how do how do they take your money? Do you know what the, what, what process they're going through?
3: The I think it's the standard Apple subscription API.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's really flagrant. Like I feel like at that point Apple has to know about it and be giving tacit be okay approval. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't fucking understand. I the Apple subscription I I am very much bothered by how every time I want and like this was If I'm being honest, mostly when this came up is like when I would be using the dating apps for a while and then get a girlfriend and want to turn off the subscriptions to all of the dating apps. Because I just like I this is the biggest problem in my life is that I don't have a girlfriend. So I'm going to throw as much money as is productive to throw at it until it is solved. And. Every single time I went to unsubscribe to the things that I was subscribed to, I had to, like, Google how to find the UI where it tracks your subscriptions. Hmm. I could never remember where that was buried in the settings menu, and its it just feels like they're going out of their way to to conceal it from you. Right. And that bothers me. A lot. So, like, in the same way that, like, phone menus that are clearly designed to discourage you from talking to a human, like right. the only times I ever get angry anymore are when I am, like, screaming representative as loud as I can <laughs> at some fucking robot in the hopes that maybe there's some decibel meter just there pushing its on button, the other end. That's... Ordering
3: more robots. <laughs> representative! Representative!
0: <laughs> Boy. Yeah, if I could get if I could get a thing in my house that whenever I scream the word representative, it's like a Siri. But all it does is whenever it hears me scream the word representative, it orders me a Valium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so should we talk about our. Uh... Wait, did we lose the thread of an actual conversation there? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, just Game Club subscription yeah. and you don't like it. Okay. Uh, shall we talk about our assignment? Super Mario Brothers Makers 2? T- sure. Uh, it's so good. It's so very, very good. I did not with the, well, with the first Mario Maker, it was on the Wii U, which I just never turned on. And right. so this is slightly different because it's a machine that I am using for some reason. I have spent a couple of nights just, like, playing, like, just searching for levels and playing levels. And they're like, oh, this is cool. I should see what other, like, the guy who made this level, what did he like? Oh, he liked this thing by this other, uh, like, Australian woman. I wonder if these people know each other. I'll look through and play some of her levels and then see who she follows. Or And it is just, like, so much delightful stuff.
3: It has not reduced to the, like, just Crazy, stupid, hard levels, like you were afraid it was. Yeah, going to. and they
0: and like, and I and like, I always heard that the original one did, and I don't know if the curation, like, if the search tools are better or if there are more people just like playfully, playfully engaging making, with yeah. this because I, yeah, they got I all think, of the kaizo shit out of their system.
2: Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of people online, like like all the resources for tips of how to make how to make a good Mario Maker level. Have been specifically calling out, like, you know, don't make this harder for a real person. <laughs> like, like let your mom play it. Ask what she thinks. <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah, right.
0: There's even the sort of the the tutorial pigeon in there, which that was a missed opportunity on their part.
2: Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- opportunity like, for d- us to do a lawsuit. <laughs> they can they can
0: borrow that like that's i can't be i can't be mad at i don't know the ghost of Miyamoto i know he's not dead but like i don't know if he worked on this or not but it's still it's his deal uh the the whole like kind of game design like those videos are not how to use mario maker those those are just like a kind of a game design crash course and there are things like yeah it's good
3: I was having a real hard time when I made my level. Uh, I was like, "Okay, I'm basically done with this. How do I how do I end it?" And I spent probably 30 minutes trying to look for the like end goal in the menus. Oh, yeah. yeah, couldn't find it. I was like, "What? Oh, maybe it maybe you, you upload it, and that's how the, the end shows up." So I uploaded it, played through my whole thing, got to where the end was, and it was like, "No, there's no end here." So I guess I have to go back to the drawing board. And, uh, and then I was like, "Ah, you know what? And so I just scrolled all the way to the side and I was like, Oh, yep. There's the end. They just put it as far away as it possibly can be. And it's your, it's your job to shorten the level if you want it to be shorter. Cool. Um, making the level was hard in a way that I wasn't expecting. Like having a good idea for a level, I think is tricky. Like, you need to play a bunch of levels and get inspired by by things that other people are doing um, because it's it does not come naturally to me to, like, make a platformer level.
0: I found that playing the single-player campaign Give you ideas. kind of achieved that. Yeah, it gave me ideas. Like, it made me understand what all the weird power-ups did and mm. – because what I wanted to make was a, like – there are things that you can only get past with certain power-ups, and then there are getting these power-ups. Just kind of a lock and key thing. And right. I had to understand, like, what the ways in which things that didn't exist in original Super Mario Brothers interact with things that did.
3: Right. That's tough, though, because, like, I played your level, and I think you intended, the, the like, the Fire Flower to be required, but it just isn't.
0: The Super Bowl thing? The Super Bowl thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I know how to fix that now because I put in an enemy that I assumed you wouldn't be able to get past.
1: Mm. But I don't think I, I could. How found could, the super ball in that level.
3: If you have the if you have the hat on, you can just hit like run through it. It will you'll lose the hat and then
0: oh because it's an extra forget, hit point. you can have the, you can get an extra hit point and still be small Mario yeah. because of the hat. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I replace that guy with a nope, even replacing that guy with a saw blade won't fix it. Right. I could replace it with a greater span of distance, because the super Bowl will pick up the coin. That's right. the that's the like, cool that, that, yeah. that is a cool thing. that was that was the intent behind that part of the.
3: I was thinking if you put it in a place where you couldn't jump into the entrance, and there's some some clever way that you can. Oh, still... you had
0: to bounce the ball into the entrance from farther away. Yeah, yeah, that would also do it. Yeah. Okay. Um... That's super, that's kind of a neat touch where they let you unlock the super and you have to play quite a ways into the single player campaign to unlock that there's i guess there's another one but that's only cosmetic another like unlockable thing that you can put in there but just the super mario land
3: there's a lot of stuff that's also like not easy to like like i had played a level or two that was like that had flipped gravity and i was like oh that seems like a thing that i should i that i could experiment with and see if that's fun and Spent a fair bit of time, like okay, well, how do you Where's turn this for that? on? Yeah. And it turns out there's like one tile set that you can do it,
0: and... and you have to put a moon in it so that it's nighttime. Yeah, yeah.
3: And I'm like, well, that is super unintuitive, um, and that there's a handful of other there's a handful of other things like that that like playing it, having a nighttime version of it changes
0: the rules (coughs) they're cool they're cool though yeah i I do you know what we want as people who are accustomed to building things in tools is we want just a bunch of toggles for those things in any mood which would be cool but um but i played some such neat levels yours was very charming jim i really enjoyed it
3: oh good
1: yeah i was Trying to just make a Mario One level basically like st- almost as straight ahead as possible, an underground sewer level. Is
3: there some way to get into that room with all the Goombas or whatever the the, the above the pipe? You like pop out of a pipe and it's no. Next that was to that. just okay. like
1: there just had to be something there because the si- I wanted the size of the screen to be the size of the uh, the, the secret room in Mario One. Okay. So like. It was just like a decoration.
0: It did make me think, fuck, what if this pipe actually sends me into that room as an elaborate troll? Yeah. And that, <laughs> that. So that gave me a, a moment of delight.
1: <laughs> that's that's pretty good.
0: I did. You you can. And this might be true in a lot of the underground levels in the original Super Mario Brothers, too. But it seemed it was pretty easy to just get on top of the level.
1: Yeah, that was deliberate and
0: skip everything. Yeah. Yeah. The speedrun was like twenty-two seconds or something.
3: Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. There are some ridiculous speedrun records. I don't know how people do that.
0: It's I saw one, one of the levels that you faved, I think, which was the the like 20 second super difficult speedrun things that one with all the cannons and the spikes. Oh sure, yeah. That, even though that is like technically a super hard one, it like the retry, I wish that it restarted a little faster.
1: Yeah. Yeah a yep. little
0: less a little less Dragon Quest Builders 2 ass flourishing in between each death and rebirth uh, but like it's so short and like so clear like when you've done the wrong thing and what the right thing is that it's just like I don't know I had a lot of fun I never did beat it but I got most of the way through it and I was like
1: oh, yeah I was surprised how much I liked playing the the 22nd speedrun genre
0: Kevin, your level was too hard. I couldn't. Sorry, I couldn't. Make yeah, that, I, I got like set of coins. I couldn't make that jump.
1: I got down. like ten coins and gave up.
3: Only one person has beaten it. Hmm. So, so it's one of our one of our loyal listeners. It has a very very low completion rate, <laughs> like un, under one percent. So cool.
0: Yeah, it's just that that jump is. So hard. I I just I couldn't. I wanted to see the rest of it, but I didn't. I couldn't bring myself to go past coins without picking them up.
3: Well, and you you can't beat it. Yeah, I know, I know. But I wanted
0: to just go see the rest of the level to see your work. But I, yeah, that's sorry.
3: No, just my concept was two levels that are identical, but one has reversed gravity. Um, which is a little weird because you pick up coins in one of them, and then you have to flip back to the other one and pick up the same coins and the other way so everything has to be like you have to be able to get to each place in both versions of it which led to some weird design Mm -hmm. choices um yeah and i had it was originally even harder but i was having a hard time completing my like playthrough to actually upload it because I could do each individual section in, when I was building it and practicing it, but then like stringing Doing them all together sequence, a single mistake yeah. would cause you to reset, and that was just getting tedious. How many checkpoints
0: can you put in a level?
3: Uh, I've seen at least two or three, but you can't put checkpoints in a level that has uh, collect all the coins. Oh, yeah. That makes uh, sense. Goal. So I would have put a checkpoint or two in if I could, but I was not allowed to.
2: You'd have to do this something like, you'd have to have the pits not be bottomless and have doors in them that go back up to the platform or something instead.
1: Yeah, I wanted to do a thing where, like, I wanted to have a straightf- straightforward sewer level, but one of the gimmicks was that if you dropped into a pit, there was actually an area down there, hmm. Um, hmm. which I thought would be a really neat secret for like in the context of Mario one, because that was always one of the rumors that would fly around is that one of the pits is actually a secret area. Uh, but you, I tried putting like the level that's currently like on the bottom screen. I tried putting it on the top screen instead. Uh, but if you do that, the camera just kind of like gives it away. Yeah. The camera gives it away. And I spent like 20 minutes. So I was, I was sitting with, with April, um, she was excited about this game. I was sitting with her, and I was I would spend like twenty minutes trying to figure out like how do I get the camera to not scroll down, and she got really frustrated with this. It was just she was just like just make a level, and then she grabbed the controller from me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Were you doing it on a TV as opposed to the handheld?
1: I was, um, and I actually when I when I played it on the um, on the handheld mode, I found the editor to be much nicer. But, yeah. but I still wasn't able to do that. I actually Googled it. Then there's a, um, there's a feature called, I think it's called, people are calling it scroll lock, where if you, it's a, it's a hidden feature where if you like, if you cover um, the level top to bottom or left to right with a certain block, like a certain impenetrable block, the game won't scroll the edge of the screen. It won't show what's past it. So you can actually use that to um, hide rooms, Uh, but that didn't help me because I wanted the player to be able to get past it.
3: Well, but only at one point, right? Like, I wonder if it would. I wonder if you could do that except where the 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 hole was going to be, and then you could like have like a door down there that would go someplace fun.
0: Yeah, you like can you say can you like flood fill with a block?
1: I don't think you can. I think you have to. Can
3: like you to drag? Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think you would have to drag. That would be kind of a drag.
3: I bought a stylus for this. Uh, oh.
0: And it's pretty good. Huh. It's like a capacitive stylus. So it's like a pen with like a weird little, like a, I don't know, rubber tip mesh. Yeah, like kind. a, like a, like a, just a rubber circle. Like the. Is it, what if, is it a thing that you attach to your finger? No. It's just a pen. Okay. Oh, oh, I see what you, I see what you, uh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, no, it's a thing, it's a thing you put your dick through. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And you have to, you have to dress up the console with some baby clothes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh
0: god, dude. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how to relate all the things together. Yeah, it only works on a water slide. Yep. It's <laughs> Anyway, um
3: it's delightful. It's a delightful thing.
2: Uh, it's a shame that Riff doesn't want
3: to participate in our fun games. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I don't want to. I, I, I am the only person in the world probably with the opinion that Mario's jumping physics fucking suck, and I don't want to take the air out of the room by ranting about it. So, sure, sure. You, you guys enjoy. I, I, I bear you no ill will. <laughs> is there, is there a platforming game who has jumping physics that you
0: like? If you say La Mulana. <laughs> like <laughs>
2: anything else. And... Anything else. I can make a, a perfectly precise good jump in any Castlevania game, any Metroid game, Hollow Knight, uh, Axiom Verge, any any of the other Metroidvania-type games that have come out that I've played. I've had zero problems with them.
0: Hmm. I mean, I guess if you just didn't grow up playing Super Mario Bros.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's probably what it is, yeah. I, I never had I... any... Nin- I I don't I've never owned well no I had Game Boy but but never any of the main Nintendo consoles
1: until like, Mario uh, is is definitely a lot slipperier slipperier than most platformer protagonists I think
2: yeah it's just yeah. It, he's so heavily momentum based and the he skids on every surface when he lands and it's just I I find it infuriating it feels very natural to me but like
3: I spent hundreds of hours in my youth playing Mario games. So, like, it's it's just how I understand jumping to work, you know?
0: I, I found that I didn't have any interest at all in the... Here's Here's my controversial opinion. I don't think Mario should have a fucking wall jump... Hmm. And I don't like playing any of the levels that are in the 3D style Mario one because I'm constantly accidentally jumping in the opposite direction from the direction I'm holding on the control pad, which I just believe should never ever happen when you're playing a video game. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: I hadn't. I don't think I'd ever seen the cat suit in a actual game. Yeah,
1: I have a hard in, time figuring it's out what happened. in what's Mario happen. 3D
0: World. Okay. I I never understand what's going to happen when I do a given thing in the cat suit. So those like puzzle levels involving those aren't. I found that I I had good luck searching levels that were in original Super Mario Brothers in the underground or haunted house mode. That tended to be where like I found a ton of just good cute things. Did anybody play that uh, straight up puzzle set?
3: level that i posted before it got taken down no
0: i was bummed they, they they took it down to work on which i don't why would you do that i don't know why not just leave it there while you're making a different yeah, yeah.
3: i don't know
1: you can't uh, update a level can you okay you take you can take a
3: level down edit it and and load it back up but it loses all of its like comments and stuff like that i think
1: yeah that's that's not which, really better than just uploading another one side by side
3: yeah yeah um, but it was actually really really good. It was like a full-on puzzle set that like took me a good 30 or 40 minutes to solve um, with each each puzzle sort of resolving to a word and then having to figure out how to turn that like the, the, how to do that with them like into a meta and then the answer entry system was kind of ingenious. Um, it's just
0: good. It's just really good. Oh, that's cool. Did you find the um, Did you find the phrase that I hid just for you in my level? I don't think I did. Okay.
3: Hmm. Now I have to go back. <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's not it's not that eh, anyway.
3: I'll, I'll see if I can find it now.
0: Oh, I had forgotten about that until you said something about a word result, like a word being hidden in the. Um, yeah, boy, this it's just so. Pure and good. Yeah. I, I I like it so much. Yeah. I'm sorry, Riff. I'm sorry you can't <laughs> enjoy, our, I'm like the, enjoy I'm like the I'm like the housewife problems. in that video of the LSD tests. We're like I'm so sorry that you can't see what I'm seeing.
1: Here. <laughs> <laughs> I am bummed that there isn't. There still isn't a way to make a series, of, like a playlist or an yeah. overworld. I saw. Um, um, Patrick Klepek linked to a, um, a service which was, as far as I could tell, it was a website where you could design an overworld with a series of levels. And um, it would just, as you got to each one, it would give you a search code for, for each level, which hmm. is like a, it seems like a really um, laborious way to play the game. But like, I don't know, maybe it's... Uh, Maybe it's, like, with, with the right set of levels, maybe it's worthwhile.
0: Does the Switch have a camera? Like, if they did something where you could just, infrared like, QR camera. code.
3: It has like, an infrared camera.
0: I am. I couldn't. I had to wait an extra day past when I wanted to to play your level, Jim, because the servers went down for a while during oh. the time when I went to huh. play it.
3: I've been saving the good levels offline. Actually, that's a good point. I have my Switch here, and I have that puzzle oh. level if you wanted to look at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say we're going to have a good 45 minutes before the place that I'm going to suggest that we go to dinner becomes viable. Okay. I'll give that a shot. Cool. Um. Gosh, what a great game. Yep. And we've decided that because we've been doing so many like AAA expensive games... Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna go with a, with a cheaper indie thing and we're going to play 10 beautiful postcards. Um, the Catamites' newish game that came out like a month ago or something. Sounds um, good. I have played some of it, but I kept forgetting to talk about it, even though I liked it a great deal. Uh, and I'm excited to dive in and play some more of it. I only found one of the beautiful postcards. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to finding the additional nine beautiful postcards.
3: Or the additional zero beautiful postcards. Maybe it's just it's
0: one. You know, it's just one and then zero. Yeah, It's just a, it's a, list. It's a list of the numbers of postcards that you encounter in yeah. order. <laughs> um, gentlemen, I have had such a Harmony joyride with all of you.
3: I've had a Harmony Corinne.
0: I watched a YouTube video that was the saga of Harmony Corinne's Appearances on the David Letterman show.
3: Oh, dear. And
0: then uh, James Franco coming on to like get Dave to clear the air and admit like why he had been kicked off the show forever. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was a good. Uh, huh. Yeah. It was, a, it was, I'll try to find that because his appearances are funny. He wasn't, it's got that, you know, David Letterman would sometimes do like, a, I mean, he got, he'd had Harvey Picar on all the time who was like cantankerous. He wasn't like a, of a bad guest in the way that i don't know when uh joaquin phoenix was doing his rap bullshit Mm. like that was just not compelling to watch i think he was going for that kind of thing but harmony was like i think dave understood why that was funny and kept inviting him back and was sort of enjoying it and knew that it was entertaining to the audience like a crispin glover where he was he would be on a lot but then Dave eventually got pissed off because he almost kicked him in the face. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Ah, David Letterman was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, a harmony corinne. We've we've all had a harmony <laughs> corinne, and I hope that uh, you'll all Julian Donkey Boy with us next week in and, a celebration. And until you do. Cockaboo beach bomb. <laughs> good,
2: good, good night, everybody.
1: Everybody off the bus.
2: Have a great week.
1: Good night. <laughs>